All right, Sunday night, 7 o'clock time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry, that's me. I'm hanging out in Portland. Jim is in the studio. Jim, we took a week off. I guess we could say it. We took a week off for the Super Bowl. We're back. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. You know, I'm always doing better, and this time of year, you know, it's... I mean, all I did is play hoops for like 50 years of my life. And (laughs) I played, I coached all levels, high school, college, professional. That's all I did. And this time of year, it's playoff time. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. It's it's also nice. And like, I have nothing against football. Like, you know that. But it is nice when the NFL season ends. And sports becomes more like of a funneled thing, where we're clearly into winter now, right? Yeah, and, that's, that's and true. Especially it's more at the pro level. Like, you know, talk about high school and college level, that's been over for a while. But it's nice to finally have, like, in from the national TV standpoint, we're, we're past the... We're past kind of the crossover part. How was your Super Bowl? Did you watch the game? Did you get any of that great food that we talked about on the, on the show the, 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 the week prior? Did you do anything for the game? That was fun talking about the best Super Bowl foods in the world last year. Yeah, two, that was great. Two weeks ago. I, here was my Super Bowl experience, my football experience. Uh, we have a, a new... I don't think you've met a, the, the tenant at our house that lives in the cabin down below. But she... I, I asked her if she was going to watch the Super Bowl and... I think it was her. Somebody told me, no, but there's a really famous uh, singer going to be on. <clears throat> sure, and, sure, yeah. And I was like, who well, Who is it? And she says, oh, well, this Rihanna. And I was like, mm-hmm. should I know who Rihanna is? And, and she, she was like, she was sort of shocked. And it turns out I had to ask her this question. And she said, yes. Yeah. She said, oh, yeah. That would be. She's as famous as if they had the Rolling Stones on for you. I mean, it's sure, it's or, sure. or the Absolutely. Grateful Dead. Yes, yeah, she, she's that famous. <laughs> so um, I watched that, and then I sped through and watched all the highlights. You know, I was going to do that anyways. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So funny thing about that, uh, the peak viewership of the game, yeah, including halftime in the commercials, was Rihanna's halftime show. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that was the peak viewership of the broadcast. Was the halftime show? I love the stats that you young people can yeah. come up with. Yeah, I love, I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> I had a good time too. Uh, I had, we had, I was going over with some friends, food. There was a little baby running around, so there was a whole lot of chaos in the house. I was and and you, you were with, you were with your mom, my wife. Yeah, yeah, mom came up, hung out, watched Super Bowl uh, with some friends of mine. It was, it was a really good time. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Well, yeah, let's let's uh, explain this. Huh? Explain the sports phone. Let's get to our guests in a minute here. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, welcome everybody to the sports phone. If you're new to this show, uh, very simply put, this is an open forum sports talk show. Uh, Jim and I are, as you can probably already tell, big sports fans. We played. We coached. We're fans. We've pretty much done everything in terms of uh, being uh, involved in sports in different ways. We like to spend this one hour a week opening up the phone lines on KZYX and and talking sports with the listening audience. It could be professional, college, high school, rec league. you got questions, comments, controversies, trivia questions, anything as long as it is sports-related. We want to hear about it, and we want to talk about it. We love opening up the phone line, 707-895-2448. To do that, we will get the phone lines open here in just a little bit. But uh, as Jim mentioned, we do have a guest uh, and as I have kind of, I think I referred to two weeks ago, Jim and I have kind of gone through a little bit of a, of a reformatting of how we're handling uh, our coverage of high school sports with kind of the changes in the resources that we have. So 
we have kind of really put an emphasis on. We're going to make sure we talk about it once the playoffs start, uh, and we are we're doing that. We got a really good guest from our, one of the best programs in in the, the Mendocino County and KCYX listening area. I guess technically they're not in Mendocino County. Sonoma That's County. Just, uh, something that throws me off every time. Sonoma it's County. one of the best teams in the KZYX listening area. But, yeah, uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, Jim, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest, and we'll, we'll get started. We have Coach Hoover. I believe it's his first year as coach in Cloverdale High School boys <laughs> basketball. And the uh, – we decided this, this this time instead of just getting a local coach that we knew, Tim Anderson, Vince Lee, um, <clears throat> Jennifer Saunders, they've all been on a lot. Um, we would get probably the most successful local team, and um, we were sure hoping they would win on Saturday because they're still making a run in. Let me get this right, Jer. NCL uh, one is their league. And they're in the Division Five NCS playoffs. We're down to four teams. <laughs> coach Hoover, are you there? I am. So this is the, the coach. It is your first year, right? <laughs> My first year as varsity coach. Yep, I started coaching in Cloverdale in 2017 at the high school at the JV level. Thanks. Uh, so, so, and have you been through one varsity coach since then, or two? <clears throat> uh. Uh, two. You've been through Pat two. Pat Fitzgerald and, and uh, Jared Grinninger. Yep. <clears throat> so, so, Coach, to get started, uh, well, first, congratulations on, on everything up to this point. Uh, but as Jim mentioned, a little bit more detail, Cloverdale, the four seed in, boys, in the boys' bracket. Uh, you guys uh, are in the semifinals. And it's, it's been interesting. I, I went and looked at the bracket a little bit. It, it's, it was an interesting bag so far for you guys. You have a, a triple overtime thriller in the first round in what at least from a seed standpoint should have been the easier game and then at least when you look at the bracket you guys have a 21 point win in the second round how's the playoffs been so far how's the experience been for for you and the team well i think anytime you play a team you know uh twice you know the, the team goes to work on you and and, and learns you and, and makes adjustments and and that's exactly what international did with us um uh, you know, we didn't we didn't play exceptionally well. We've been kind of a little slow start, um, but uh, Athenian was definitely a, a, a stamp of of being prepared and and uh, you know taking them to town. That's that's what we were hoping for. So, and I like to always mention, Coach, that and and Jer- boy, Jerry's here. This. Jerry's thirty years old, thirty-one years old. He's probably been hearing been hearing me say this since he was two. Is I've I've tried in all my years of coaching to try to change the format of something besides just the population of the school putting you in the divisions because the private schools have a different advantage. They don't have any districts. They can take kids from Buffalo, New York, if they want to, and. <laughs> Um, we can only take kids from within our district, like like you can. And I noticed Cloverdale was the only pr- public school left in the yeah. e- even at, even in the top eight. And now you're still the only public school in the top four. <clears throat> or yeah, is for, for sure. So um, I, I'm so happy that the public school is is in it. I just had to I just had to get to that. Do you are you like me? Or, or do do you get that kind of excitement about being a public school in a private uh, school-dominated playoff? Oh, 
You know, absolutely. I mean, uh, urban urban's tuition is uh, fifty five thousand plus a year. Uh, <clears throat> they do have four hundred twenty students, but I'm assuming all four hundred twenty students play a sport. Uh, Cloverdale is uh, four hundred eleven students, and you know we get what we get. And you know, fortunately, uh, we we've been blessed with with uh, great families and uh, continually being able to turn out. You know championship teams and competitive teams um when we get up against these you know big private schools that that uh you know get to choose who they who they put out on the floor for sure so yeah on, on that kind of note on that consistency is there because jim and i have talked about this all the time as, as coaches in mendo for as long as we were like is there or did we miss something i guess is there is there a secret to it you know that, that you guys have found of, of how to be as successful as you guys are year in and year out. Well, you know, I wish I wish I could put a put a finger on it. It's uh, you know us us uh, public schools and, and small leagues like we're in. We I think all coaches believe that it's it's kind of a bathtub effect. You know, we we're up we're up for a few years and then then we're down for a few years. It's just it's uh it's it's really. What what comes up through you know we have one one feeder school and that's our middle school that's it one feeder school not like any of the other schools in Sonoma County not like any of the other you know private schools like you said that get to choose and and you know I don't gotta say recruit because that's the wrong word but uh, we we we're just very fortunate and I, I wish I could put my finger on it I, I'd like to say it's our you know our our uh, middle school program or our CYO. Or just uh, just the culture that we produce here, the the community is so supportive. Um, the families are incredible. Our our Eagle Pride Boosters Club is top notch. Uh, all of those things equal success in in my eyes. Yeah. No, I, I, absolutely. Um, taking a little bit of a step back, I uh, I, I probably should have led with this. So, uh, including playoffs. Uh, twenty six and two, undefeated in league, went went sixteen and zero. Was this was this the, the kind of your expectation for for the team from the beginning, or did it take you a little while to to realize what you had with with this group? Uh, kind of what walk me through, walk Jim and I kind of through like what was the process like early in the season, kind of figuring out what what you had with the team. Well. I'm assuming I'm talking to some coaches here, and I think uh, anybody tell you at the beginning of the season that if you were uh, 26 and two or 16 and 0 in league, you'd say, "Yeah, I'll take that." Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, ab- absolutely. Uh, this this group, the 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 chemistry. Obviously, I had uh, you know the the juniors the year before as the JV coach. I had the the seniors as freshmen. Um, I, you know, the, the pandemic took the, the JV year away, uh, for those seniors. Um, so, uh, my expectations were, were, were high, um, a lot of pressure on us, uh, from, from last year's team making it to, you know, as far as they did, um, obviously we graduated, you know, uh, four or five great starters last year with, uh, Dylan Muller and Gabriel Dolzik and, and uh, Joe Faso, um, all just outstanding athletes, just wonderful human beings on top of everything else. So uh, this year, 
the returners with uh, Casey Lemley and Tatum Kerpinski, our sophomore, um, and and Caden Axel. Uh, those those three right there. I, we we as my assistant coaches and I we refer to them as our big three, and uh, we believe that we we plug in you know anybody next to those three, and you know we're we're a pretty special team for sure. You know, I, I get back a little bit to the. You know, I goof around here a little more. Jerry, Jerry has so many stats and is so on top of it and such a professional. I like to goof around sometimes, and I'm trying to think, okay, how come Cloverdale wins all the time? And then I thought about this driving in here today. Like, you know, all, all good teams have their families that come through. The Washington brothers came through Point Arena, and the Sundstrom cousins came through Point Arena, and and this and that, and everyone's... And, but Cloverdale, they come through two at a time. Like, when Jerry was in school, we had to deal with the Rollins, and before that, there was a bunch of birds, not just one. There was a whole bunch of them. And then, and then the, the McMillans, you got grandkids, and you got fathers and you got sids and you got brothers it's just like these families that are coming through cloverdale that that i mean they're players that could play at d1 and d2 schools not just the d4 cloverdale so is is there any luck to it do you think <clears throat> anybody there yeah i'm still here Jeff. <clears throat> And Gordon, are you there? Hmm. Jared, take it for a second. I'm going to see if I can get Gordon back on the line. Okay, awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> get him, get him back on the line here. Uh, yeah. So Cloverdale, to kind of talk about what is coming up for them, we we talked about it very briefly. My apologies, didn't do a great job that all up. Uh, so they are hitting the road uh, on the 21st. So they've got to make the trip down to down to Urban. Uh, which is down at down, I believe, down in the Bay Area. That will be on on February 21st with a shot uh, at the championship game, which would be uh, the weekend, or the week of the, or excuse me, the 24th, 25th, uh, which would be coming up after that. Yeah, I'm going to try Gordon one time here, so we can wrap it up in style, Jer. Okay. Yeah. While well, Jim is trying that. Uh, some other quick things, some other quick notes uh, while Jim's trying to get that uh, all lined up again. A uh, couple, or Jim, or are we good? I think we got Gordon. You there, Gordon? I am. Good. <laughs> Finish Perfect. it up, Jerry. There we go. <clears throat> so, so yeah. did you hear my so, so, my question about the? Where, where do you get all these families from, anyways? You know, uh, I just I just think it's a, a just a, a just the luck of the draw. Man, I tell you what, we, we you know, you, you mentioned the McMillans, and I, I was very fortunate to, to coach uh, uh, his youngest son, Craig's youngest son, Jason. Jason is the same age as my, my eldest son. Uh, they played together all the way up through middle school, and the, the group of kids that they had um, then was was wonderful, and, and uh, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, you know, the Ackles, you talk about Kate Nackle coming up. He's got two. He's got twins that are coming up that, that are in the eighth grade this year. That'll be freshmen next year. Just looking forward to them. And like you said, two at a time. I mean, you can't get any better than twins. But I tell you what, it's uh, it's certainly wonderful. And even uh, um, 
one of the seniors that graduated last year. He's got a younger brother in eighth grade that's going to be a freshman. So just, just uh, you know, just when you think that things are, you know, that, that are moving on from Cloverdale, you get a, a group of great athletes who just love to play the game. And I think that's the key, just just the love of the game and, and the, the community spirit. And you know, you'd mentioned the, the, uh, the crowds and, and whatnot. It's, it's uh I had a referee tell me just uh, not too long ago before one of our uh, games that said that, you know, Cloverdale's one of the last old school, small community type of, uh, you know, basketball towns. And I just, that, that just made me really proud. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely. So, Urban uh, on Tuesday on the 21st, uh, I, I guess a two part question with that. Uh, expectations for that game. And then in the same vein, uh, how would you. Uh, present this team for someone that has never seen Cloverdale basketball before. If someone had never gotten a chance to watch a game and maybe they're going to watch you guys for the first time against Urban, what what can they expect from you guys and, and what are your expectations for, for Urban as well? Well, Urban obviously is, uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're ranked in the top. Um, they've knocked off some, some good teams uh, last year's Cloverdale team was was knocked out in the third round by Urban at home. Um, unfortunately, we have to go uh, there to play them this year. Um, they they are you know they graduated some seniors as well, but they they do have some returners and and that uh, they, they uh, it's going to be a up tempo. You know they're a pressing team. Um, they have a really good left-handed point guard that is full of energy and is basically their their playmaker. So um, this I, is I would this is the four seed Cloverdale playing the one seed Urban, right? That is correct. Okay, that's that just, is correct. just check. Yep. Uh, so it's uh, you know I don't want to say David David and Goliath, but you know they're they're uh, uh, twenty and eight. Overall, they're seven and three in league. You know, they play take ten games. We play sixteen games in league. So they play a lot of preseason. They play a lot of the teams multiple, multiple times. San Dominicos, the 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 Marin Catholics, and, and all the private schools they play multiple times. Um, you know, they're on a two two game winning streak, and we're on an eighteen game winning streak. So wow. we, we have we certainly have. Uh, um, you know, an advantage as far as our momentum goes. Um, we, we uh, Tatum Kerpinski played a game of his life, having 37 against uh, Athenian, who was a, a, a really good team. Pressed us the the whole time. We we prepared as best we could for the press, and and uh, that that again, I, I just have to say from from the group that we have this year. Um, and just being involved with Cloverdale basketball through the years, uh, we, we always would bring in you know, community members to, to help our teams um, get past the next step, right? You know, to play competition that's, uh, that's tougher, right? So we bring in our alumni and we bring in, you know, these other guys to, you know, to give us, give us uh, you know, some competition. But this year, the, the group that we have, we, we work so hard against each other uh, it's it's been absolutely wonderful. Uh, it's been a great experience. The chemistry that we have is is something that is just unprecedented. What a great run for a first year coach, Jerry. That's exciting. Yeah. 
I love it. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I pinch myself. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I know that, that Jim and I will be there in spirit. I, I will actually try to – I might even try to watch the game if, they, if there's a way to do it. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best in this round and further further, further on into the playoffs. Go get them, and, uh, and, and best, best of luck the rest of the way, Coach. Yeah, we've got to move on. Thank you. Thank you, Thank so you Coach, Coach Hoover. Thanks for having me. Yep. Yeah. Appreciate it. <clears throat> now, Jerry, I want to... One f- more time. What's that, Jerry? Oh, I just want to say one more time. That, that was Coach Gordon Hoover, Cloverdale Boys Basketball. They are the four seed. Uh, in, still in, riding an 18-game winning streak, as he said. And they are heading down to Urban High School. Uh, that game will be on the 21st. So that will be on Tuesday. So if for some reason you're down at Urban High School uh, on, on Tuesday the 21st, Go check out a local team. Uh, as Jim and I said, maybe one of the most successful programs in the KZYX listening area, year in and year out. Uh, it's, they're a real treat to watch when you, whenever I've had a chance to watch Cloverdale basketball. It's Clo- is Cloverdale Eagles, Jer? Yes, Cloverdale Eagles. I, uh, at this point, I do want to... Um, our, our phone lines are open, 707-895-2448, as they will be for the next 40-some minutes. Um, and... Anybody's seen this Eagle team play, coaches, parents, players, if you want to give us a call, give us your interpretation on what Culverdale's doing this year, um, how Coach Hoover's doing, how, how the school's doing. Anyone wants to give us a call, the phone lines are open. <laughs> Where do we go from here, Chair? This day in sport. Uh, trivia well, question. We gotta, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, we got, a, we got a trivia question we have to go to. Uh, so let me get that out of the way. So this trivia question... Uh, I, I didn't. I'm not proud of it, just because I, I thought I would have something better. I don't. Uh, so we're gonna run with this one for for the week. Uh, but if anyone that's new to the show, Jim and I always come with a trivia question each week. If you know the answer, feel free to give us a call and uh, take a shot at it. There's no rules. Uh, you can look stuff up. Look <clears throat> stuff up if you know the answer, or if you, you want to try to find the answer online, you're more than welcome to do that. Uh, but I think it's a, it's a good question. It's just not in season. It's not really. We're gonna talk a little horse racing. Horse uh, for this, this trivia question, Jim. Horse racing. All right. So, our trivia question. Uh, I tried to keep it pretty pretty simple. Uh, I would like to know what the biggest margin of victory ever is in a triple crown race. Uh, so, the Preakness, the Kentucky Derby, Belmont Stakes. Uh, I'd like to know what the biggest margin of victory is ever in one of those races, what horse it was, and what year. Now, so it's a three-part question. There are three pieces. To now, the how do, what horse, what year, and, and what's the what's the biggest margin of victory? There's there's one crew, I, uh, one clue. I'm sorry, that that I want you sure. to give here, and that clue is how would what is the measuring? Um, oh, we are going to give the unit of measure. That's unit of measure. That's what I'm trying to get. Is is it feet? Is it yards? Is it miles? What is the measure? Is it length? The unit of measure is is length. Length. And what is length? The length of a horse? I believe it's a horse length. Yes, I believe that's how it originally started. I actually didn't look this up, but I do believe it is a horse length. You know, when we screw up and, and we bring up something like cricket or, or, or darts, you know, we, we always have some our expert from England correcting us. Who's going to correct us on a, a, everything we don't know about horse racing? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, caller. You're on the yeah. air. <laughs> you are on the air. Oh, hi. Um, 28 lengths. Whoa. Secretariat. 1973. Chair? In the Belmont. In the Belmont. 
Jared. Uh, hold, 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 Jim. I, I, uh, I need to. What do you need to do? Uh, I need to. I need to check my 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 facts just to make sure that I that I am correct. Just to make sure here, uh, that is incorrect. Okay, no worries. Thank you. You, you got another guess? Yeah, it's a good it's a good guess, but it's it's incorrect. <laughs> you know what? Um, Twenty seven links to Preakness. Uh, that is still. Incorrect. I will say, if you want to take one more shot at it, your original guess, you had two of the three correct. Ooh, I like that. What was the original guess, Jer? So the original guess, I believe, was Belmont, 1973, and it was Secretariat. And Secretariat, yeah. Two of the three of those were correct. So the length is not correct. I'm going to say tw- it's either 26 or 27. I can't. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm too old to remember. Ah. Is it close enough, Jerry? Should I ring the bell? No. I'm sorry. We cannot, I can't let you ring the bell, Jim. <laughs> no way. Two out of three is a very impressive one. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. thank you. Oh, that might have been my favorite trivia answer ever. It sounds like they were yeah. so close. <laughs> yeah. So so for that matter, it is. They were real close. So for that matter, I guess we have to give that. So, so, uh, so Secretariat. And 1973 in the Belmont are the two pieces of it. So the last missing piece now is how much Secretariat won the race by. Hello, caller. You're on the air. I, I'm not even going to give it a try. <laughs> even with two out of three, I have no idea. That's a great trivia. And I know in our community here, someone's going to come up with that. And you don't you don't look it up, right, Vince? That's not you don't you never do that. Is that true? Absolutely not. The only thing I would do right now is I would say twenty four length. Uh, that is incorrect. I got a okay. qu- I got a question, Jared. If someone calls up and gets the lengths right, are they going to get the bell? The other people had three out of the four. This will be a communal bell. This will be a bell for okay. everybody. All right, all right. This is sort of like one of those one of those lists that we have. Absolutely, yeah, very similar. 707-895-2448. I'm still wound up on that Cloverdale. <laughs> I got, I got. Well, I, go ahead, Vince. No, well, I, I was going to say, I, listening to that, um, it, it took me back to um, when I first took over the girls' position, and you know, you, you guys know my team at that that year. I had a, a very stacked D six team. You know, we we dominated D six, undefeated in league. But before the year even started, I sat down next to you in the office, Jim, and you looked at me and you, but you said, well, our seasons are over early. And I was like, what do you mean? It was like over D5 this year because of a, you know, our attendance had gone over 200 kids the year before. And it was so deflating to know that I had this powerhouse team that was going to dominate D6, probably get the number one seed or number two seed and make a deep playoff run. But no. I get to go to D5, go undefeated league, win 20 games, and still get the 12 seed and go down and play the School of the Bay. And I was so disappointed I think, having to do that. It was like, man. You, I, was in Oak, I was in Oakland, and you were in, in San Francisco. San Francisco, yep. It's, yep. The, it's, the, it's the year of the, uh, the Twins, right? Wait. Yeah, absolutely. We both had good teams. We yeah. both would have made good D six runs for sure. 
and ended up both in, I think, double-digit seeds having to travel down to the Bay Area and play a private school. It was such a bummer. And listening to that conversation, I'm so proud of Cloverdale, and I'm rooting for those guys. Please, go beat Urban. That would be a fantastic <clears throat> story. I love it. So, sure. Sounds like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, and real quick, since, since we're still on the topic, I, I had a couple shout-outs I wanted to give to a couple other schools uh, just to make sure I, I got those in while we were still – around the topic mm-hmm. of local high school basketball. So I have three, three shout-outs real quick. Um, first of all, speaking of Mendocino, they are still in the playoffs on the girls' yes. side. They get to head down to, to Cornerstone Christian, uh, 5.30 tip-off. That will be on, I believe, Wednesday the 22nd. Uh, so that's a gym that uh, that's a gym that Jim you know very well, oh, uh, yeah. Cornerstone Christian. Oh, yeah. uh, so the girls will head down there after taking out Potter Valley in, the, in their last game in a, nice, in a good game, 47-44. Uh, in that one, wow. staying on the girls' side, we have another team that's in the semifinals. This is for Division Five girls. Uh, Upper Lake, the four seed and on the girls' side, they are in the semifinals, and they're going to get a home game. So if you are in, are in and around Upper Lake High School on Tuesday the 21st, 7 o'clock tip, go cheer on the Upper Lake Cougars, I believe. They're going to be taking on Mount Diablo, uh, the eight seed. Um, so a 4-8 semifinal matchup, Upper Lake High School uh, on the girls' side. Wanted to give a shout-out to them. They are, they are, uh, yeah, they're in it, and they get a home game after taking out uh, a couple uh, couple good teams uh, in the first two rounds. And then the last one, uh, Jim, I put this in here specifically for you. They're not in our listening area, but I think they're worth giving a shout-out to because they are one of the better, again, basketball towns in the area. Uh, looking at Division Six boys, this is small school boys. Uh, there's only one public school left, and it's uh, from our friends up north. Uh, South Fork High School is still in the playoffs. Yeah. I wanted to give one quick shout. They're, out. Not, only they're not only just in. They're not only just in, Jer. I talked to Matt Winslow, the coach for Mendo. This is a legit team. I think they're the three seed. Yeah. Yeah, they're the yeah. three seed, and they're going down to play San Francisco Waldorf. Uh, so, just I know again they're not in our listening area, but I wanted to give a shout out to South Fork. You know, I know we're friends with a lot of people up there. So, there's still basically the moral of the story. There's still some local teams playing basketball. Um, you can go to cisncs.org and then go to the basketball section uh, if you want to take a look at any of the brackets and see if you're in the area. But uh, if you are, definitely I'd recommend go cheer on some local teams. Uh, especially Upper Lake, who's still in and, and making a run at the finals for, for the girls' side again. That game will be at Upper Lake High School uh, on the 21st, 7 o'clock tip. Sorry, I just want to get those in. Uh, Vince, if you had anything else, go ahead. I just want to get, make sure oh, well, let's, let's Let's throw one more out there. Congratulations to, to Matt Winslow and Wes Preston for first-year yeah. coaches winning a playoff game last Wednesday. Obviously, yeah. they lost this Saturday, but you know, congrats to them to getting their first playoff win and moving on. Like that, that's a that's a great thing for a first year coach. I got somebody waiting for five minutes, Vince. Let me take this call. Maybe oh. we can solve the the trivia question and then give us a call back. Okay. Oh, I oh I definitely will. I got things to talk about. Awesome guys, thanks. <laughs> Hello, you still there? Hello. You're on the air. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My name is Nick, and um, I wanted to answer the trivia question about the horse racing. Go for it. Did someone get... Uh, it's uh, 1973 Belmont. The horse was secretariat, and the he won by 33 lengths. That's my answer. <laughs> uh, we're still two for three. We've got secretariat in 1973. Unless my uh, information is wrong, we still do not have the correct distance. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. I thought yeah. it was 33. Okay. Now, I will say, though, I will say, and we can continue to whittle this down, 
It is between the the first guess of twenty seven and caller your guess of thirty three. It is between those. Uh, okay. Okay. So we're well, getting thanks there. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the thanks call. For the show. Thank you, Gee, Jerry. Bye-bye. You're Thank Jerry. You. You're giving more. You're giving more clues, Jerry, than I've ever heard you give before. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi, Jim and Jerry. How about thirty one? Thirty one. There it is, Jim. Ring that bell. Thank you. Bye. Love it. All right. Love it, love it. So for, so for people like me that didn't know what the heck a horse length was, uh, I had to do some conversions. And I think this puts it into perspective. Secretariat won this race by 248 feet. Jimmy, still there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> 248 feet. That's a blowout of massive proportions. 248 feet, 5,280 feet in a mile. <laughs> so that's like probably from the last turn all the way to the end. <laughs> Something yeah, like the that. Belmont is a, uh, oh, where's, uh, well, I had this pulled up and I, and I lost it for a second. Hello, Carl. you're on the air. One and a half mile race. One hey, um, <laughs> did somebody call it in already? The answer? Yeah, uh, we, we think did, we, we got it. 31 likes. 31, yeah. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> Jer, I, the effort on the trivia question in the last four or five shows is just incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so... And, and, and for, a little bit, for a little bit more perspective, we just got a, a text here. Um, a football field is 360 feet long. No, it's 300, so, feet, 300 feet long. A football field is 360 feet long, the entire rectangle, from end zone to end zone. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So subtract 80 feet. That's how much Secretariat won that race by. That, yeah, that's – and, I mean, I, I usually remember horse races. The ones I remember watching, they're usually – I mean, two lengths seems like a long time, long, long, sure. long yep. distance. 707-895-2448. Finally got that trivia question out of the way. <laughs> now yeah, we're... yeah. Worked out well. Yeah, we... Um... God, I, I, Vince brought back an, a memory that I forgot about, Sharon. <clears throat> you know me. I've, I've got my issues with the way NCS um, puts teams in divisions um, by only population. And I just remember once, as Vince said, we were making a roll run, Jer. Vince had a powerful mm-hmm. undefeated team in league. He was going to be the number one seed right along, you know, right till the end, I thought. And, and I had a good team, and I was going to be a low seed. And then all of a sudden, we had one student too many, and we had to play up there with all those private schools. <laughs> so yep, never... yep, that's... That's, that's how it's how it works out sometimes. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give us a call if you got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Got about twenty five minutes left on the show here. Uh, Jim, what do you want to do from here? We got all, all sorts of options. Phone lines are open as well if anyone wants to call in. But uh, Jim, what would you like to do from here? Well, I, I want to. But before we we pull into one of those cool thing that cool list that you had, I thought that list you oh, had. Sure, sure. Um, um, I want to just do a couple of uh, this day. The, the interesting part about this day is that I've got four things that happened on the same day. Um, in 1928, and it sure. was it was the the last day, I believe. Yeah, it was the last day of the Winter Olympics at Saint. 
Moritz, Switzerland. I, and who knows if I didn't I said that right with a French accent. Saint, Saint Moritz, <laughs> M-O-R-I-T-Z. And before I give that, I'm going to take this call. Hello, you're on the air. I got to get back in. I got to. I got to know what Jerry's favorite commercial was. <clears throat> oh, 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 oh! You mean in the Super Bowl? Of the Super Bowl. <laughs> of course. I mean, what's, isn't that the, the the most important part of the game? Yeah, it, it was pretty. So, is it fair if my favorite commercial was a new trailer for a movie? Is that acceptable? I, I, I think, think that so. is absolutely acceptable because if it's the Guardians of the Galaxy, I was I was right there with you. It, that was that was one. No, th- there was a thirty minutes, a thirty second spot for the new Super Mario Brothers movie that's coming out. That was probably <laughs> my favorite thing. Um, totally. But if you were going to ask what my favorite commercial was, I, I'll I'll tell you the one that got the best reaction from uh, from the uh, from the group that I was with. There was a commercial for T Mobile. With John Travolta and a couple other people, and they're really the into to, to John Travolta at the house I was in, and they like yeah. they redid a song from a movie he was in. I think it was from Greece, and, yeah. and they, that got yeah. the biggest reaction of, of of the group for any commercial that we had. That that was a good one. I, I uh, the reaction here for the Doritos commercial with the Breaking Bad couple um, was the one that we all liked the most. Uh, yeah, that know, was really uh, good. Walter White and, and, uh, and Jesse, I think his name was in the show. But yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Was, Oh, not, was, not the married couple, but Jesse and Walter. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was great. They, they make Doritos and like they do them a special way. And that's just like, <laughs> oh, you're, you're kidding me. You mean the two guys oh. that were cooking up the meth on, on yes. breaking bad, they had, a, they had them making a, a recipe for Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I gotta, I gotta go back and see that. <laughs> um, it was really good. It was really good. But so, so that, the best part about this year, I thought Jerry was that was probably one of the top five Super Bowls ever outside the last minute thirty. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, back and forth. I had, I had people who don't watch football texting me, telling me how much fun they were having watching the game. I was like, this is great. You know, outside of the. So another thing. How does a field get that bad for a Super Bowl? I don't know if you're aware of so him, but like the, the field was terrible. What was I, I still don't know what was wrong with the last minute thirty. So well, let's, uh, yeah. I, I, go ahead, Vince. Well, it, they, they called it a chintzy, ticky tack foul that basically closed the game out. Like, uh-huh. like if they don't call this penalty, which it was, it was a hold. But it was so minor that it really could have been avoided. And I think in a situation like this, you you, you don't you don't throw that flag and you give the Eagles a chance to, to make a run for the you know the tie or the win. But they didn't. They threw the flag, and so basically Kansas City was able to milk the clock and kick the field goal and win the game without there any. Sure. So the drama was taken out of the game by this really really minor holding penalty. Okay, all right, I got you now. Sure. So so, so for me, Vince. The, the penalty aside, because as you said, it, it was a foul, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna question a referee too much for throwing a flag. But the field condition thing, I was much more fascinated by. So, Jim, for you, uh, in, in Air- this game was played in Arizona. It's a really good stadium. It's a really well known stadium. It's it's one of the better ones in, in in the league. But for some reason, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Vince, the NFL decided to try a new type of grass. 
on the field for the Super Bowl. And they showed some clips, like at the end of quarters and the start of the second half, of how many different cleats that players were going through and players just slipping all over the place. And and my reaction to that was, is the Super Bowl really the place to try new grass? That's what I was going to say. Do it in the preseason. Use the grass that the Cardinals have used all year. That all you year. know works. Like it just it was it was really bizarre to me that they chose the Super Bowl to try a new type of grass, especially on this particular field where it's a dome with real grass that they roll right. outside to grow to it, 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 it to make like this is already a unique situation to have grass in. You're going to take up the grass that works. To try something <laughs> for the Super Bowl, I, I'm yeah. right there with you, Jerry. It was like, to me, the biggest story of the game, and I said it over and over again, and people here watching it who aren't sports people were like, I don't know what you're talking about. And by the end of the game, they were like, that's like the eighth slip I've seen. And I'm like, it's the, actually the 21st, but whatever. Like, you're seeing the problem now. I was blown away. It was really the most intriguing part of the game for me as well. Like, I just couldn't believe how bad. And then to learn afterwards why blew me away i was like unbelievable wait you know way to ruin your biggest event of the of the year almost trying a new grass yeah (laughs) i want to know more about this this final holding call what i want to know vince is if you and i were coaching the eagles and i was sitting there and you 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 were doing all the yelling like like our our style used to be you would and, and and that call was made would i have had to hold you back like i used to I mean, yes, in the moment, probably, because if you, you don't really see it. You don't see it unless you have instant replay, super slow-mo, oh, okay. in the right angle. You can see the grab, and it's, it's really quick. It's a really fast grab, but it was oh. there. Even, even the defender admitted, like, yeah, I, I helped him. So there's no question the guy made the right call, but if you're on the sideline where the coach would be standing – there's no way he sees that 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 is a hold, and he's going to freak out for sure. So yes, you would have you would absolutely have held me back on that one because you, there's no way you would have seen the penalty until you slowed it down and watched it like from a different angle. So that's how that's how like quick and and sly it was. It was right. very yeah. So and it's a bummer, but it was the right call. It just ended a really good game with no drama at the end. Which oh. which it, it, you know it, it had that call not happened, there would have been drama. I was just gonna <clears throat> tell tell Jerry. Jerry, you you want to switch switch uh, topics here? Or you want to keep talking about the Super Bowl? No, I, I I mean it's been a week and a lot has kind of been said, but no, that like the grass and the hold were the two that my big takeaways. Other than I had a really good time with the yeah. game, but yeah, that, the, that's the all I needed. I, I wonder if the, the favorite commercial and the and, and and the other topics were good for me. In yeah. in nineteen twenty eight. The, oh, we're uh, back to this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just amazed. And the, the same last day of the, the Winter Olympics in Switzerland, <clears throat> um, Canada beat Switzerland thirteen to nothing in hockey. Which you know, I think you, I think if you look back, um, Canada probably won. Just like the USA used to win a lot of the international games of basketball. There was probably a year when Canada was, you know, there's probably a ton, an era where Canada never lost in hockey, like we didn't lose in basketball. And another one, 
is that's the last day. It also closed that day. But I like this one. In 1928, on February 19th, 1928, the French um, um, pairs figure skating gold medal went to Andre Jolie and Pierre Brunet, a husband and wife couple. And that was in 1928. In 1929, they got married. Then they came back and won another gold in 1932, four years later. I just thought that was a great story. I had to read it. That's good. That's good stuff. All right, Jer. You're up. Well, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's talk here. I, so I had something that I came up with. In, in 707-895-2448, that's the number to call if you've got anything you would like to talk about going on in the world of sports. We've got about 15 minutes left here on the show. So give us a ring if you've got anything uh, you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Um, so I came across something earlier today, and it sparked my, my thoughts. Because last, week, last show, not last week, but last show, we had a caller call in and talk a lot about darts. And the reason I really like that call was darts are a sport that is super, it's super popular, but it's not always on the TV. Maybe not everyone sees a lot of darts being played, things like that. And it kind of got me going a little bit of what are some other sports that are super popular or unusual or something that you should probably know about that you don't, things like that. And I came across a list of unusual sports that should be put on TV. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of re- run through these a little bit. Uh, you know, let me know. Uh, I guess from a starting point, if anyone is listening and they have an unusual sport that maybe we've never heard of and you want to give us a call, feel free to do that. 707-895-2448. Um, but in the meantime, I just have some sports here. Curious if you've heard of it, if you would maybe play it uh if or, or kind of what your thoughts on it are so is this the list wait a minute start here and then we'll kind of take, take wait a minute Jack. as we go is this the list the same list of like those people that play basketball with bumper cars that kind of thing i i wouldn't put these sports necessarily in that, in ca- that <clears throat> okay go ahead i interrupted you yeah. i know <laughs> no no that's okay that's okay I, I wouldn't put the put those put these sports in this group. so the first one that i i would mention have any of you ever heard of or watched chess boxing? Chess boxing. <laughs> oh, God. This sounds like the basketball wrestling thing I sent you. So, <laughs> so chess, chess boxing. Who's boxing? It's a mat, it's, go ahead, Jim. Chess or chess? Chess. C-H-E-S-S. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Oh, wow. Yeah, the board game. So, so chess boxing is, it, it's literally what it sounds like, which is, which is what's great about it. So two people play against each other. It's broken up into 11 rounds of three minutes each. The rounds alternate between chess and boxing. And oh my you God. either win with a KO in boxing uh, a ch- or a checkmate, checkmate on the chessboard. So, so wow. y- you can be getting beat. And then the round is over, and you can go back and win by beating the guy in chess. Yep, or or the other way around. If you're behind on the chessboard, now you've got to try to win by knock <laughs> in one of the boxing rounds. That would be so, a good so t- TV sport. Oh yeah. So basically, someone like me would have to get really good at checkmate in three minutes, or and you... never have to box. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
Jeez. That's ridiculous. I love it. All I right. Mean, so what? By the fourth. Yeah. I'll the tell you one that's round. not. I'll tell you one that's not on the list. <laughs> and that's maybe the most boring. And I, and I know Vince, you love it. And Jerry, I don't know if you love it or not, but. The most boring sport to watch that'll never make it to TV is is frisbee golf, disc golf. It, oh, it, you know, Jim, it, see, it, you're wrong there. <laughs> I go to Los Gatos for lunch, you know, once a week probably, and I swear to you, on the TV is frisbee golf on ESPN three or whatever almost every single time. Really, it's on all the time. I can't. Believe, I sit there and I'm like. This is unbelievable. Like, this is what's on TV right now. I'm, so, I'm, I love it, but I'm also like, well, that's the best you can come up with. <laughs> so is that on the list here? Uh, yes. This golf was on the list, yeah. Huh. Nice! Yes! All right, give me another one. Yeah. Is badminton on the list? Uh, badminton was not. And my guess with badminton not being on there is because of the Olympics. Uh, I, that, that was my oh. guess because it does get on TV during so the these Olympics. these are not Olympics. Like okay, that makes sense. Yeah, the, the the article is just the list is just called unusual sports that should be on TV. All right, so, so ping pong, um, ping yeah. pong's not on there. That's on TV. Yeah, ping pong is not on there. Either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. It doesn't have to be about this list. It can be about anything else you want to talk about. Or if you have a strange sport you want to bring up, give us a call, and we're, we're happy to chat about it. Uh, the next one I had... I got, wait, I got another call, and, and we're running out of time, <laughs> so I'm going to take it. And because of yeah, technology, I'm going to lose you, Vince. No worries. Oh, okay. well, we're still... Give a call back. There they are. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, that's you, show, guys. Yay. I to, as I'm listening to you talk about the unusual sports, it just kind of got my mind kind of rolling on, okay, what's the common denominator in all these? Whether it's chess boxing, whether it's racing horses, whatever it is we're doing. I go, why, why do we do this? You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, ants don't necessarily do that. They kind of cooperate unless they're fighting another ant hive. But, and, but, so it's this competition, which means that they're really, you know, we've talked before about what's a sport, what's not a sport, yep. things like that. And if the common denominator is merely competing because of this human compulsion to either have recognition or to be better than someone else or to dominate something or whatever the reason is you do a sport, if that is the common denominator, then there are no parameters to what's a sport. So that really does answer that question we were talking before about what's a sport. Well, yeah, I, anything I really have, I've in heard, any fashion. So yeah, that, and I've heard that as, as what people have made the argument, not the argument, sorry, I have heard that when people have been asked what a sport is, their definition of it is just two groups or two individuals competing against each other in some event or activity. I've I've heard that as the definition of sport. I think that's well, that's probably the, the most accurate. Sure. Well, I mean, think about running a race where you're only going yep. against yep. your own times, trying to beat your time. Yep. That's a competition. Yep. There is no one else involved. It's you and the clock or the time or the elapsed time that meets the fundamental desire to succeed or to win or to beat something. Yep. So everything that we do is a sport. just thought I'd throw that out there because as you talked about oddball sports, I realized the common denominator was just that. Huh. And I just thought I'd throw that yeah. in there. Thanks, gentlemen. I always love your it's, show. It's Good true. to hear from you. Hello, you caller. You're on the air. 
I beg to differ okay. uh, about the competition aspect of what a sport is. I, I've mentioned this before. In, the national sport of Myanmar is a game called Chinlung, and it, it's kind of like hacky sack, but these guys invented it. You know, we maybe made hacky sack up from this game, and people get in a circle, and they have a bamboo woven ball, and they kick it around with each other. And the point is not to beat anybody, but the point is to keep it going. And it's a beautiful sport. You get kind of styles points for doing really tricky behind-the-back stuff. And these guys are incredible, and, and they're fantastic to, to, to watch. How is it different, uh, but then than, also, how's it different than hacky sack, by the way, real quick? Well, I mean, this is like maybe a hacky sack. It's a circle of people with a, but this is a woven larger bamboo ball. Oh, okay. And All right. you pass it amongst each other. You do your little styling thing, and then you kick it over to somebody else, and they get it. And it's fantastic to watch, Chin Lung. But also in that same place, I saw these guys playing volleyball, and I was competitive, I believe, with their feet. No, hands. this one's on my list. These guys, they, they, okay, okay, they jump upside down and spike it. I, I couldn't believe it. Fantastic. Okay, over and out. Yeah. So these are soccer players that are playing, basically, uh, trained soccer players that are playing volleyball with their feet. I, I don't, I don't think they're trained soccer players. Oh um, uh, no, uh, uh, no, huh. no. They just yeah. <laughs> play. They just do everything with their feet. It's, it's fabulous. It's amazing. Incredible. Thanks for the call. That's my favorite one yet. Is that on your list, you say, Jer? Or it is, yeah. So so the, so the sport, and it, it's funny because he said, you know, he saw this in Myanmar, and this is a sport that is primarily in that, that region. It's that kind of, I, I forget, like, the the, 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 like the, the, the the oceanic part of Asia, I guess, is how I think it's, it's the right area to put to put all these countries in. But but anyway, so the sport is called Sepak Takra, and it's three-on-three, three and it's basic, in its core, it's, it's volleyball, in the sense of it's three-on-three, three, but no hands and no arms. The net is significantly shorter. Lower, and you the mean? Ball is, lower, yes, yeah, sorry, lower. And the ball is, I, I would say it's like a, it's like a softball-sized ball. How did this not make um, and, it? And the, it? How did this not make it to television? <laughs> I don't know because this is a fantastic sport, and and as the caller said, they can't. All they can use are head, feet, and knees. And what's really interesting about it in terms of setup is where when you watch volleyball, the same player can't touch the ball twice in a row. In this sport, you can. So you get three touches, but you're able to kind of like flick it up in the air to yourself and set yourself up to hit it over the net. Huh, so, so you can volley Which it to really yourself, if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh. Wow, this is, this is a great list. And I'm going to have to say, I, you know, the, the, the call of the call before that, to try to define a sport, and you agreed with them, Jer, the part about um, it's any, any kind of competition, it, it, it's a sport. I put hacky sack and uh, whatever that one was called that they played with the with the, the bigger bamboo whatever, whatever um, ball and, and the people are in a circle. I think the competition itself is for all of them to keep it going, and I think sure. that is still 
a competition of sorts. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, um, get, let me have some more. So we only have two minutes. We only have one minute left. Yeah, yeah. So the other one that I had, and, and this is one that uh, I, I believe has made its way onto ESPN, but it's still not super popular, I don't think, in terms of, like, I don't think it's getting huge coverage, is drone racing. Drone racing? Yeah. So drone. these are, you know, drones that are in the air, you know, little propeller drones. Um, they can go up to 85 miles an hour, up to, up to six to eight kilometers in the air. And it's, they're just trying to, to speed through a course as quickly as so possible. So that's what I'm, I'm picturing these balloons hanging up in the air in a stadium and, and all these right. um, all these computer wizards guiding them around. Is that, is that sort of what I'm thinking of? Yeah, absolutely. And it's really interesting because from a, a broadcasting perspective, there's there's cameras on the drone. Right. <laughs> and so you can use that to get like the drone's perspective when you're watching the race. Yeah, like now they do with the, the race car racing. They got they have cameras on all the race cars now. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So, so that one's a little bit more mainstream, but I wanted to throw that one out there as well. And there's a bunch of other on this list. We can we can revisit it for sure at some point since we're gonna I, I, I wanna put the, this I, is on this is on the we started over list. We we got to do it again. Yep. If, if you've got a list of sports that should be on television, <clears throat> yep. All right, we're running Absolutely. out. We're All right, out. we'll wrap. Yep, yep. We're gonna wrap it up. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Coach Hoover uh, for joining us uh, from Cloverdale High School one more time. Jim and I will be back next week. We'll talk to everybody soon. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.